Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So here we go again, folks. I'm hearing some very, very disturbing rumors from friends of mine and contacts in D.C. that the Biden administration is very seriously considering um, another lockdown. Remember 15 days to stop the spread, which turned into what do we have? Uh, what is it? 502 days? No, seriously, is it five? I'm not even kidding. Like, I think I think it's we're at 502 days now to control the spread. Not joking. I've got a lot of coverage today. Also, something I didn't put in the show rundown, but I want to address something I think they're suppressing here as well. Uh, it's very important that we need to discuss. There's a lot to do with the vaccines and natural immunity. Hey, protect your data from big tech and their spies out there. Get a VPN. Do what I do. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get a VPN, please. Help yourself out there. Uh, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. It was a busy Monday show yesterday. Uh, Mondays are always busy because we got to stack up and load up the week from the weekend. For some bizarre reason, I had a tough time clearing out my head yesterday. I don't know if, if you go back and listen to yesterday's show. I felt great. and I was like stumbling all over the place. Maybe I need to be a little tired to calm my brain down. You know what it is? Maybe that's it. Maybe I get overexcited. I've been trying to chalk talk this with Guy all morning. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I got that. Also, another distraction from the White House trying to throw a curveball here. They want to distract you with masks and Ron DeSantis attacks. All right, uh, folks, today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You know, we are an Omaha Steaks household here. We love Omaha Steaks. <laughs> I see you guys. We love Omaha. The Omaha steaks with the grill lines on them, you can cut those babies with a plastic butter knife. I'm laughing because Justin had something different up in the screen. <laughs> Watching like going right back. Omaha, they have an amazing limited time offer for my listeners. When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter promo code Bongino into the search bar. These steaks are delicious. We eat them, the burgers, the filet mignons, the caramel, the caramel apple tartlets. Those are my daughter's favorite. You'll be able to order a summer grill pack for just $99.99. Order it today. Your order will include eight filet mignon burgers. These burgers taste like a steak on a bun. They're ultra lean. They pack a intense, beefy, bold flavor. Absolutely free. Incredible. Put a little toasted bun on top. You'll never eat a burger like it again. Don't wait. Order today for your next summer barbecue. For $99.99, you'll get 28 of Omaha Steak's favorite entrees. Four bacon wrap filets. Four premium boneless chicken breasts four boneless pork chops, eight gourmet jumbo franks, plus the all-time favorite made from scratch, as I say, caramel apple tartlets, my daughter's favorite. Omaha Steak Signature Seasoning Packet 2 and eight free filet mignon burgers, all for $99.99, just $99.99. It's an unbelievable deal at a 59% savings. The packages are selling out fast. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, use keyword Bongino, order a summer grill pack today. Don't wait. That's omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino for a 59% savings and eight free filet mignon burgers. Delicious. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe's feeling a little better today, too. I'll uh, say. Yeah, yes. I don't know what it was. It was like so bizarre. <laughs> I went on the radio show, and I told everybody at the beginning of the radio show, if you listen to both, you know, the opening segment's the longest, the radio program. I was like, guys, that just sucked. I'm really sorry. That was just really terrible. And Jim, producer Jim's like, no, it wasn't. It was fine. I did. Right, Joe? You never, Joe, been in the radio business forever. You're never supposed to do that. But things yeah. you're never supposed to do, I do all the time. Oh, look, it's America's worst Republican governor on Fox News, H. Asa Hutchinson. 
This guy's a disgrace. Get this guy out of the Republican Party immediately. Asa Hutchinson, supposed Republican, pushing for a renewed mask mandate. Here we go on Fox right now. This guy, one of the worst Republican governors of the country, a disgrace to the party. <laughs> With that dopey face on Fox right now. Come on the show, I dare you. I ask you to produce your evidence about a mask mandate. Put the Asa what a goofball. in the hole. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm hearing rumors of another lockdown. The Biden administration is very seriously considering this, folks. Here we go again. The rumors I'm hearing are from credible people. They are strongly considering it. No decision from what I'm hearing has been made yet. But we're now in a race against the peak and insane media hysteria. What do I mean by that? Folks, this lockdown for you, I'll, I'll go through what will happen in a second. will be absolutely devastating. I think you understand the catastrophe that would ensue if the Biden administration decides to destroy our economy yet again with no scientific basis to back it up. But here's what we're in a race against. If you look at the data from India about the Delta variant of the coronavirus, right, you'll see it hits a peak. Once it hits this peak and they reach some mild form of herd immunity, you'll see, <coughs> excuse me, the cases start to drop almost immediately. The only question is, are we at that peak now or is it a couple of weeks from now? I have no doubt looking at the data, analyzing it from a data. You don't have to be an epidemiologist, but analyzing it just from a data perspective and comparing it to other places around the world that we are very, very close to hitting this peak. How close? I'm not sure. Two weeks, four weeks. But we're in a race against time now because every day you have outlets like Drudge Report Drudge is the, I mean, like, this, this website is now the, the king of, of media-driven panic and hysteria. You have the White House and others trying to play both sides. They want a bunch of panic so they can get their bills passed, but not too much panic that it impacts uh, Joe Biden and his approval numbers. They're seeing his poll approval numbers go down. Now they're starting to change their mind again. First they said no panic, then they said panic, and now they're starting to change their mind, thinking the panic may be hurting them. If we hit this peak and cases start to drop quickly after that, the media hysteria will have to die down because they won't have anything to report on. Right now, their panic button kind of du jour thing is cases. They should be focusing on hospitalizations and death, but because hospitalizations and deaths have thankfully been relatively controlled compared to past peaks in the pandemic, they're focusing on cases. Folks, cases is meaningless. You could swab at PCR at a low level and test positive and have no symptoms at all. So what? why does that matter to you? Well, could you spread it? You know, I guess, but how do you know how many other people are in front? You could spread anything. Cases is meaningless. If cases go down and we're at the peak, the media is not going to have anything to report on. They're not going to be able to drive panic based on made-up data. They'll try, but that won't last for long. We're also racing against Drudge Report, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, who have made a cottage industry out of coronavirus panic. You're all going to die. That's all they're about right now. We are in a race against them. Now, more evidence that they're trying to, they're already thinking about this lockdown. The White House, if they do it, will not take responsibility, the Biden administration. They're cowards, they're chumps, and they're losers. They will not take responsibility. What they're going to do is, and I'm hearing this, they're going to blame it on the CDC and public health officials. Here is proof right now that they are considering this thing, even though it seems like anti-proof. You'll see in this clip, Jen Psaki, like, 
no, no, no. We're not really considering a lockdown. They flip-flopped on this four or five times. But notice what she says at the end. They are getting ready to place the blame on health officials. We didn't do it. The health people did it. Listen to this. Obviously, the president is uh, keeping the option open of uh, making sure that he is uh, that the CDC and our public health officials uh, can make recommendations on what's needed to keep the American people safe. I'm not in a position to preview that uh, or to get ahead of any decisions they may make. Uh, what I can reiterate, though, is and you heard Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins reiterate this this weekend. Uh, we've been clear we're not going back to the shutdowns of March of 2020. Uh, We're not going back to the economy shutting down. We've made too much progress. Too many people are vaccinated. There's been too much progress on the economic front. But again, uh, he has said from the beginning that we are going to be guided by the science, guided by our public health experts, and we're not going to take options off the table of what they may recommend. Did you catch it? Did you see what she just said? She goes, this is like uh, the, the Jim Comey, Hillary Clinton email thing, where he spends 20 minutes on July 5th of 20, uh, 2016 telling you all the bad stuff Hillary Clinton did. Remember that press conference? And then at the end goes, yeah, but nobody would prosecute her, so let's just scrap this whole thing. Remember that? It was like they set you up with a, what do we call it? We, we used to joke around called the dipsy do flipperoo. The dipsy, the dipsy do, the flipperooski. She goes through this whole thing. Hey, we're not going to return to lockdowns. Lockdowns are no good. Definitely not return to lockdowns. But we're not going to take that option off the table of public health officials tell us to do it. Did you see it? Did you catch it? Did you catch that? They want to lock it down again. Why? Because they need an excuse to bankrupt you, to have you more dependent on government. And the way to do it is to bankrupt you, use the emergency again for another government spending measure, push it through and get you suckled to the government teat for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, the liberals will not, the libs will never let coronavirus panic go. It is going to be up to you in a mass act of the double-barreled middle finger family-friendly version on this show to say, we're not listening to this anymore. It's a virus. It's a dangerous virus for some. It's here. It's not going anywhere. We're going to live with it. Shut your pie holes, everyone else. We're tired of your nonsense and your panic, all the panic porn nonsense. You're all panic merchants. You're selling panic profiting off panic it's going to take all of you to say we're tired of it now on a serious note what will happen here folks a second lockdown will be even more catastrophic than the first why because now expectations expectations have been thrown out the window what do i mean by that listen the economy anyone who went to business school knows what i'm talking about here The economy is based on expectations, expectations of future sales, expectations of future taxes, expectations of future interest rates. If you go to business school, they um, they have this thing called net present value. It's basically a bunch of spreadsheets and they map out what your costs will be in the future. Say you're in the you know, you're in the industry rollout revolves around steel, whatever barber scissors, whatever it may be. And you use steel expectations of what the steel prices will be in the future. And you map all of these expenses out. They're all predictions. Nobody can predict the future, but they're predictions. And you, you map it out and it, it gives you a net present value, a net present value. If it's positive means whatever project you're going to engage in based on those expectations, if it's a positive net present value, it means you're going to wind up making money. I'm, I'm being, I'm oversimplifying it, but we don't need to go through like an MBA course here. It's unnecessary. My point is expectations matter. The expectation with the first lockdown was, oh, 15 days to stop the spread, whatever crushed the curve, whatever nonsense they told you. 
And it was always that, hey, when this thing slowed down, and it will, the spread of coronavirus, that these lockdowns would stop, the economy would open up, and all of the expectations we had of a robust recovery would happen. If now it happens again, and the expectation now is anytime there's any outbreak of any virus that could kill anyone anywhere, anyone's business could be put out of business, every single calculation, every business in the country is done. Take it. Throw it right in the garbage. You understand, Joe? That makes sense. Yeah, man, perfect. The first sense, time, brother. the expectation was it would open up. They understood there'd be costs. Everybody knew they were going to get hurt. We knew restaurants would be hurt. Right. Stocks in the hospitality industry went down, but everybody figured, "Damn, this is going to open up and it's going to be a big boom. People are going to try." And that's what happened. You shut it down again. The expectation that this was a one-time event goes right out the door. Every single calculation, every business in the country did is now meaningless. Nobody is going to want to invest in anything. So I went through the list of businesses and industries that will get crushed. And believe me, you think this isn't going to affect you. You are wrong. You got a pension invested in stocks anywhere, invested in bonds. You're, you will be screwed. No one will be left untouched from this. The hospitality industry get crushed. Hotels now thought it was a one-time event. Now hotels in the future and hotel stocks are going to have to worry. Every time there's a flu outbreak and someone dies, you're going to shut down their whole business. It, I'm telling you to be the end of it. Hospitality industry, restaurants, forget it. Restaurants will be finished. You'll see, you think you saw mass bankruptcies last time? Airlines, done. You'll see them finished. Landlord defaults will be everywhere. I know, I know, I get it. Liberals are listening. Oh, we don't care about landlords. Really? You live in the apartments they own? Yeah. Well, what happens when they have to sell the property because the mortgage they have on the property you're renting defaults? Liberals are like, oh, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> of course, because you're idiots. Okay. You didn't think of anything. That's what, that's why you're liberals. Commercial real estate finished. Wait till offices have to clean out again. Commercial real estate. Office buildings in Manhattan, you want them empty for another three, four, five months till there's no deaths from, from coronavirus? Keep a wait, watch the commercial re and REITs, real estate investment trust. Watch them all go under. Hotels said that before. The sport, uh, sports industry. Listen, I'm not asking you if you care about this stuff at all. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I personally don't give a damn what happens to professional sports anymore after they went woke. But the bottom line is there are a lot of good people that work in those industries. It's not just the overpaid kneeling athletes. You have everyone from people selling hot dogs to people selling tickets to people cleaning the stadiums. The sports industry, finished. Bond market, forget it. The bond market. I invest in a company. I buy a bond. I buy it at a certain interest rate. Interest rate's going to go through the roof. Why? Because those interest rates are based on what? Expectations. You invest in, in Joe's Steel Company. That You buy a bond for the company. You're lending them money, essentially. It agrees to pay you 6% based on risk. Now, all of a sudden, Joe's Steel Company go out of business. People are going to want 22%, 55%. Whoa. Why? Because the risk went up. Joe's Steel Factory can't pay 22% on a bond. They don't have the money. And you'll see the stock market take a massive dive like you haven't seen before. But the Biden administration doesn't care. I'm hearing they don't give a damn. They know this. They're just going to blame it on Corona. They're going to try to ride this to midterm re-election, blame everything on Republicans and Donald Trump. You watch. Now, they have distractions prepared. Listen, again, I'm getting this on good authority, folks. 
I don't just make this stuff up. Like, hey, we need some stuff to talk about in the show today. Not the way it works. They are trying to distract you because they know if they go with this lockdown path that all of this stuff is going to happen and that large swaths of America are going to blame them. So they have a distraction pre-prep. It's a two-pronged distraction. First, blame the masks and the mask, uh, you know, people out there who don't want to mask up. The masks are going to be a distraction. And secondly, blame the Republicans, notably Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, let me get to my spe- second sponsor. It'll make perfect sense when I'm done. That is their distraction. They're going to try to keep you off the topic that they screwed this up. Folks, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, you hear politicians talking about follow the science all the time. They never do that. I do. Um, that's why I take Field of Greens. I love this product. This is one of mine right here. It's actually a new one. Notice the back of that. Field of Greens says nutrition facts. You're like, well, Dan, they all say nutrition facts. No, they don't. Go to the back of some of those superfood containers. You'll see it says supplement facts. Why? Because it's considered a supplement. This says nutrition facts because it's real food. Real, wholesome, ground up fruits and vegetables. Look at that right there. See that? Smells amazing. Smells incredible. It's ground up fruits and vegetables. Listen, you know you don't want to go cook all this stuff. We don't. We know we're supposed to eat fruits and vegetables, but most of us don't. Got to go buy them. They're perishable. Taking Field of Greens is a super easy way to get your fruits and vegetables every day. How do you do it? It's simple. As a scooper, you put a scoop in a glass of water, whatever. I put in green tea. People put in protein shakes. Yeah, you like the lemon lime, right? What do you put it in? You just you, Smoothies, he puts it in smoothies. Stir it, you're done. That's it. It tastes great. The wild berry, this flavor's delicious. Guy loves the lemon lime. Get it today. Take care of your health. We know we're supposed to eat our fruits and vegetables. Make it easy. Use Field of Greens. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan at checkout. Give it a try. Your body will thank you. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Again, get Field of Greens at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. All right, thanks, BrickHouse. We appreciate it. All right, back to the show. So once they lock it down, if they, in fact, do that and bankrupt you, your family, your pension fund, everything, screw you over and have you on bread lines, they're distracting you right now and keeping you away from, uh, uh, keeping you away from focusing on this with this mask thing. Now, everybody knows what they're doing. Folks, the mask thing is a total distraction. Let me repeat. There is mild evidence at best that a face mask, if properly fitted, especially the N95s, and if they're properly fitted, may prevent someone infected with coronavirus with active symptoms from spreading it to you. There's mild evidence at best of that. There is very little if any evidence, and I'll play a video for you for a second, a guy even on CNN acknowledging this, that these cloth masks everybody's obsessed with that are polluting our oceans, there's billions of them in the ocean now. Fish are dying. These things are getting caught around sea life, right? There's very little evidence that all this will protect you from getting COVID. So why is the White House focused on it? Because liberty-loving people hate the idea of being forced to do anything. Here, Wall Street Journal. It's a distraction to masking. It's an intentional distraction. Here's the headline by William McGurn, the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Masks are a COVID distraction, right? Gets right to the point. It says the CDC should scrap its confusing mask guidance and make the vaccine vaccination the only priority. Here's where I disagree. And I'll get to a screenshot from the piece in a second. McGurn's take on it, William McGurn, the Wall Street Journal, is, is mine with the distraction part, that the mask thing is a total distraction. 
They're just using it to make fun of people. Oh, look at you, Cretans. You don't want to wear a mask. They know it's not going to stop the pandemic. They're not stupid. They just know they can blame someone and they want to blame Ron DeSantis. So what do they do? They go, well, DeSantis doesn't want a mask mandate. DeSantis did it. That's why you're all suffering. McGurn's take is, yes, it's a distraction, but they should stop wasting time on this mask thing and focus more on vaccines. I disagree a little bit. Let me read his take first. He says, unfortunately, much of the public now, uh, public focus is now back on masks. Whatever the marginal efficacy of masks, surely they're a distant second to getting the remaining parts of the population vaccinated. Given the combination of news reports falsely suggesting that the vaccinated are as vulnerable as the unvaccinated COVID-19 and authorities in some places, including California, insisting that even the vaccinated will be required to wear a mask. Is it surprising that some are asking, why should I get vaccinated at all? I disagree a bit. I think we've done enough with the vaccine, folks. People who are vaccine hesitant at this time, clearly they don't want to get the vaccine. They have reasons. Some of them have very good reasons we should respect. A lot. Some just don't want it because they're free adults. Others have been infected before. And I was going to tell you the benefits of natural immunity. I'm going to discuss this at length tomorrow. At length. The benefits of natural immunity are becoming clearer by the day from people who have already been infected. They have their reasons. Leave them alone. I disagree with McGurn. I agree that masks are a distraction, but they should focus more not on masks as a distraction uh, and uh, the vaccine. They should focus on therapeutics. We got to live with this thing, folks. We got to live with this thing. People are going to get infected. Vaccinated people are going to get infected. Unvaccinated people. Candidly, some people, even with some form of natural immunity, there may be a mutation in the future. We need therapeutics. We need therapeutics, just like you would take a therapeutic for a cold or a flu, like a Tamiflu, whatever they have, Zycam, whatever, all of these products. We need therapeutics. We're stuck with this thing. The world's a complicated place. Stop with the, enough with the vaccine. We have, everybody's been told about the vaccine. If they're going to get it, they're going to get it. These are free thinking, responsible adults. If they don't want it, stop, leave them alone. They have a reason. Focus on the darn therapeutics and get off the mask distraction. By the way, you doubt me about the masks? Here is a medical expert on CNN, of all places, saying what I'm telling you right now, that listen, these masks just aren't really doing what you think they're doing. Check this out. We know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. And in fact, if you're in the upper Midwest right now, anybody who's wearing their face cloth covering can tell you they can smell all the smoke that we're still getting. Folks, that was on CNN. So again, you have to ask yourself common sense questions. The left always has an agenda. The only question is, what is it? Why the endless berating of people by the mask fascists? Get a mask, get a mask, mandate a mask, put the kids in mask, put the two-year-olds in mask, mask on planes, mask on trains, mask on automobiles, mask in the sky, mask in space, mask on the world. Why? It's a distraction from their failure to get their messaging right. They want to lock this thing down. They want someone to blame, and they're going to blame Republican states, unlike Asa Hutchinson in Arkansas. They're going to blame Republican states for not mandating masks as a way to distract you from the lockdown and the economic pain they're about to force on you. Ladies and gentlemen, the gavel is in. Mark my words, I'm not wrong on this. And what's worrying the White House right now 
is their relentless focus on mass. I'll get to DeSantis in a minute. He's another distraction for them because he may run for president. What's worrying the White House right now is their mass distraction technique. Put a mask on or you're all going to die is not working. Here's a great piece in Red State. A journalist tweets what she's seen in D.C. since the mask mandate is a clear warning sign for Democrats. It's by uh, Sister Told You. And she puts this tweet up in the piece. You can see from a Catherine Watson. I believe she's from CBS. Yes. She writes, this morning, CBS News reporter Catherine Watson noted what she's seeing even in the most liberal parts of D.C. two days after the mask mandate was back in place. Here's the tweet. Again, this is from a, a CBS reporter in liberal D.C. She says, anecdotally, I was the only person wearing a mask in my building's gym today in a liberal area of a liberal city. Despite the reimposed D.C. and building mask requirements, people are simply fed up. Folks, I'm hearing this from all over the place. People are ignoring it. They're ignoring it. She even acknowledges the author of the piece that she's hearing this as well. Even in liberal cities, people are tired of it. They're tired of the mandates. They're tired of their two-year-olds being forced to wear masks. They know it's all, you know, you have security theater in the airports. They know this is all coronavirus theater. They know it. They understand this is all theater and they're doing it anyway, the Biden administration, because they're trying to distract you from their failures. And even the libs are worrying right now that the distraction isn't even working. The distraction is collapsing. People are distracted from the distraction. You doubt me that they're worried in the White House? Here, Christian Day Talk, Washington Examiner piece. Biden mask flip-flop could flush vaccine progress down the drain, officials fear. <laughs> Even the swampy Dems are now worried that their mask science, they got busted on. Remember their mask science? They based their whole masking mandate a week ago, or I should say guidance from the CDC, Precision Matters. Their new CDC guidance, which contradicts the old CDC guidance, which contradicts the old CDC guidance, which contradicts the CDC guidance. Of, they can't get their message straight. They Remember they based it on that India study? a study that had been uh, under, was under revision and had been rejected initially was based on a vaccine not even used in the United States. Remember that? They got caught. And now swampy Democrats in D.C. and Biden administration people are working that they're attempted, are worried that they're attempted uh, a distraction technique with the mask stuff. Get masks on. They're worrying that they're blowing their political capital on a mask message that is not working at all to distract you from the lockdowns they want to do. Here, from the Examiner piece. This is from Biden leakers on the inside, Biden administration officials. They suggested these leakers that Republicans could use the mixed messaging from the Biden administration as campaign ammunition headed into the 2022 elections. There it is. Always about the elections. Some GOP politicians have already started doing that by highlighting the flawed India study cited by the CDC and making its determination. Folks, they got caught. They got caught. They got busted. The swampy Democrats got busted feeding you garbage information. That's a fact. The Republicans called them out. Nobody trusts the CDC anymore. The Biden administration doesn't know what to do. Do you say not panic? Because if you say don't panic, they won't have the political ability to get you afraid. And if they don't have you afraid, they can't spend more of your money and get you to forfeit over your freedoms. Or do you say panic, use the masks as a distraction, realize people are tuning you out. They don't know. They don't know what to do. They are running around like chickens without heads. They have no idea what to do. And I'm telling you, the other thing they're suppressing, I'll go into this in detail tomorrow, don't miss this, <clears throat> is the power of natural immunity. 
They so desperately want people to get vaccinated, the administration, that they don't want to talk about the power of natural immunity from people who've been infected already with coronavirus and have developed an antibody and B and T cell response. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want you to know that you may have natural immunity for a good extended period of time because they want everybody to get vaccinated no matter what. That's another scandal. I'm suppressing that. All right, um, let me get to my third sponsor. I want to go into the uh, DeSantis distraction. That serves two purposes. Again, keeps your mind off the lockdowns that may be coming and focuses all the attention on a very successful Republican governor who has very successfully handled the coronavirus crisis relative to others. I have the data. I have the data. You can argue it all you want, Libs. I know the clawing's begun, the foaming at the mouth, the screaming at the skies, the pink hats out. Whenever you mention DeSantis, he's the new Trump for you. I get it. The clawing, the foaming, I understand. But I have actual data. You don't. You never have data because you're, candidly, you're just dopey. You never read anything and you just scream and foam all the time. Hey, our third sponsor is our good friends at We The People Holsters. This is my actual We The People Holster. I mean, not only is it from We The People Holsters, but it actually says We The People. (laughs) This is for my Glock 43. I'm not kidding. If you're watching on Rumble. See how it's uh, cut perfectly for the firearm? It's not one of those goofy one-size-fits-all in the waistband holsters where the firearm falls out. Listen, it's getting crazy out there. More and more of you are choosing to buy a firearm. You have to get yourself a good quality holster. I trust We The People Holsters. Use them for a long time. They're more than just holsters, by the way. They're becoming a destination for patriotic Americans. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan and check out their complete line of awesome patriotic t-shirts. They're 100% American-made tactical gun belt with a proprietary talon buckle. They even have their own line of uh, bacon jerky that's hard for them to keep on the shelves. It's that good. Most importantly, We The People holsters are custom molded to fit your exact firearm. You see that? That's a custom mold. Right in, you get a little click in there. Has a quick, smooth draw with thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom-printed holsters. You're sure to find the right one for your lifestyle. How do you get these great holsters? You go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime warranty. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Great holsters. You're going to love them. Check them out. All right. So uh, this is another pathetic distraction by the administration. It's the DeSantis nonsense going on. They are endlessly focused on Ron DeSantis because he's been the most successful governor, not just the most successful Republican governor, the most successful governor in the country dealing with a pandemic in a state populated heavily by older at-risk people. The fact that Ron DeSantis and the things they've done in the state of Florida to mitigate the devastation from the coronavirus crisis. It drives the White House crazy. They're attacking DeSantis. I want you to listen to Saki here, Jen Saki. Here's Peppermint Patty again. They need an enemy. They can't use Trump as an enemy because Trump's not in power right now. So they need a new enemy. Their enemy is going to be DeSantis because they need a foil, you know, a diamond on a black background, right? They need a foil. Their foil is going to be DeSantis. They're going to try to blame him for everything. Hence, their focus on cases and not deaths. Cases doesn't mean anything. It's deaths and hospitalizations. That's what matters. That's what matters. Here's Jen Psaki yesterday again, trying to readjust the focus of the media to go and attack Ron DeSantis. Check this out. 20% of the cases we're seeing are in Florida. 
there are steps and precautions that can be taken, including encouraging people to get vaccinated, encouraging people to wear masks, including allowing uh, uh, allowing schools to mandate masks uh, and allow uh, allowing kids to uh, wear masks, which is not the current uh, state of play in Florida. So, uh, you know, at a certain point, uh, leaders are going to have to choose whether they're going to follow public health guidelines or whether they're going to follow politics. Um, and we certainly uh, encourage all governors to follow the public health guidelines. Here's what's going on here. And make no mistake, again, on on unimpeachable authority. Here's what's happening. The Biden administration knows Ron DeSantis has been incredibly successful. I'll show you the statistics in a minute. In doing his best to mitigate, not stop, but to mitigate the effects of coronavirus. They know that. You ever do an email, a blast email, you have a company, what do you do? You do A-B testing, right? Typically, you'll send out two emails. You do this when you're running campaigns. You do A-B testing and you determine which email is better for raising funds, whatever it may be, like vote Trump 2024, whatever it may be. And then you send out another one, like show up to the polls and you see what language works better. A-B testing. The B email raises more money, you scrap A. Then you keep doing it over and over again. You know, it's a contrast. You want to see which one works better. The White House, listen to me, is terrified of the contrast effect. They know that if a few big states, Texas and Florida, hold out, and open their economies, don't mandate masks, and basically take mitigation measures, focus on therapeutics, you know, promote the vaccine when they see fit or not. Again, you make your own calls on that. They know they'll have an A-B test. And the White House doesn't want an A-B test. Why? Because they know the B email is going to do better every single time. Ron DeSantis has beat them from the beginning doing everything they're not doing in D.C. And it's driving the White House mad. So the best way to dump the A-B test is to only get an A email so there's no comparison. So if they can get DeSantis in Florida to fold on mask mandates and to fold and lock down the economy, there'll be no way later on for Republicans to say, look, DeSantis did it right. Freedom. This is what worked. We have low unemployment, low coronavirus deaths. And you guys who locked everything down and bankrupted your citizens, you have higher deaths. They don't want that. They want everyone in the same boat so there's no A-B contrast. Because the statistics are making them look foolish. Hence the endless attacks on DeSantis. You doubt me? Here's the data. Go to Statista.com if you want to see this data. Here it is. Death rates from coronavirus in the United States as of July 30th, 2021. So just a few days ago. This is the bi-state data hardcore proof that DeSantis keeps beating them based on a liberty freedom agenda and coronavirus common sense. And they hate it. Look who's at the top deaths per hundred thousand people, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Mississippi, Arizona, Louisiana, Alabama. Scroll down. Look where Florida is. Keep going. Connecticut, South Dakota, Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Mexico, Indiana. Where's Florida guys. Did you mess with this? North Dakota, uh, Nevada, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Oh, there it is. Florida, Florida, halfway down the list at 180. Roughly half, a little above half of what New Jersey is having a desperate capita. So you might want to ask yourself if Florida is only halfway down the list on deaths per hundred thousand people, despite the fact that they have an older population that's typically sick or just due to the chronology of life. How is it that Ron DeSantis become public enemy number one? If he's public enemy, what were they, number 25 on that list or something? 
How is that? They don't want an A-B test. And Ron DeSantis keeps telling them to go pound sand, and it's driving them mad. Stick with it, Ron. Governor DeSantis, we're with you. America has your back. Make no mistake. Okay. What did I tell you yesterday, talking about, and the beginning of today's show, the dreadful Asa Hutchinson. I'm tired of rhinos. No more rhinos. I'm tired of the, the Republicans in name. I'm tired of They are not Republicans. I have the golden rule. Most Republicans are really Democrats. No Democrats are really Republicans. That is my golden rule. It is proven right all the time. The way to get rid of these people is in primaries. They are terrible. This guy just humiliated himself last night. Here's our rhino of the day. He would say, oh, Asa Hutchinson? No, he was the rhino yesterday. He kind of made an appearance on today's show, too. I'm not annoyed at Asa Hutchinson for being such a coward all the time. I mean, what a coward. What a total coward. Can't get this guy out of my head. I can't believe this guy's this stupid. Here's Bill Cassidy in another conservative state, Louisiana. This guy's supposedly a Republican senator. Again, an embarrassing disgrace to humanity. Um, This is the best argument I've seen yet against the $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill. The infrastructure bill is a Democrat dream. It is a way to get you in Florida or Texas to pay for a project in New York that will have no impact on your life whatsoever. None. It's a scam. It's full of scams, this bill. We don't have the money. It is not paid for. I'm going to show you that scam in a second, how they're suggesting it's paid for. But here's our rhino of the day, this epic failure of a human being, Bill Cassidy, on Laura Ingram last night. And hat tip Laura Ingram for calling this rhino out. Here's our rhino of the day. two cuts. These are a little long, but they're worth your time. Listen to this buffoon, Cassidy. Try to explain why we should spend $1.5 trillion, more money than the Obama stimulus, by the way, why we should spend money we don't have on projects that won't affect your life at all. Listen to them them try to justify this nonsense. Here's cut one. Check this out. Your colleague Mike Lee has a different take, as you can imagine, on the bill, and he went on the floor last night. Let's watch. Some of the wealthiest and most well-connected Americans will get rich off of legislation like this. This is an enormous amount of money. $1.2 trillion that we'll be spending here. This at a time when Americans are feeling the pinch of inflation. We further diminish the buying power of the dollar through our reckless spending in order to bring praise and adulation from the media and from each other. And the White House is, as I said, quite giddy about this. Reuters describes this as uh, a glide path to the $3.5 trillion tonight and their write-up of this, Senator. So your response? So a couple things. It is the person in my state stuck in traffic who's fearful of their home flooding, who wants to have a better job, that actually would like to make more money but doesn't make a lot of money now, who really likes this bill. I talked to Fox News watchers. They love this bill. Now, is there somebody who's wealthy? But actually, for the wealthy, this means less. They have chauffeurs. They have private jets. They can fly here and there if it floods. It's the people who live in their own home who at risk of flooding, who like this. Now, as regards to 3.5 trillion, as regards to 3.5 trillion, Pelosi wants to link the two. She doesn't think she has the votes for that 3.5 trillion. Are you on this show tonight saying that Nancy Pelosi hasn't gamed out her votes? You you actually think that the three point five trillion? She just failed to pass the uh, renewal of the uh, eviction for apartments. Okay, first of all, she doesn't think she has the votes on the 3.5 trillion. 
She's yeah. hoping yeah. to fold these together so she can get it passed. Well, so and by so, the way, Mike Lee's helping her. Republicans so, who are trying to okay. sink this bill are trying to help Nancy Pelosi. Okay, there's part one. Cassidy somehow, as this guy claims to be a Republican, again, suggesting to you that spending money we don't have on projects that will not impact your life one bit, that are really local projects in states, that these, and by the way, suggesting also it's paid for or implying it. These are all scams. Now, here's part two of this where he doubles down and suggests that, incredibly, Laura Ingram and others are doing Nancy Pelosi's bidding doing Nancy Pelosi's bidding somehow. But this is just bizarre. By suggesting that we shouldn't spend money we don't have, this guy's supposed to be a Republican. Check this out. Why did you and McConnell and company not ask or say, look, we're, we're happy to talk roads and bridges. Let's have that completely separate because Biden did guarantee that, right? So why, didn't, why not do what Pelosi did and say, "Let show us your hand first. Let's see the full text of your... Uh, reconciliation bill, everything that's in it, climate change, amnesty, tax increases, all the, the, the nightmares that we already delineated tonight. Let them show their hand. But it got flipped, didn't it? You guys got played on this. You had to vote first or agree first. They still haven't shown the text of their legislation, have they, sir? The ironic thing is you are agreeing with the squad and Bernie. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. You are agreeing with Pelosi. We think this yeah, makes that funny. behemoth less likely to pass. Um, and somehow you are trying, if I may, leave, if I may, Laura, if I may, we make that bill less likely to pass. But if we sink this bill and you marry them together, it's more likely to pass. Okay. That's just That's what a, simple logic tells you. Senator, so somehow, Senator, I, I'm not well, quite following. I, you're, you you don't follow? Flipped. So you don't follow the Wall Street Journal, National Review, uh, yours truly, any number of people online who have been so writing about economics, thinks, uh, Steve Moore for like 35 years. Separating them two makes it harder to pass the 3.5 trillion. No, 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 no. They know make democratic th politics. Make, make they know democratic their, politics. You made it easy so, for them. Make them show their text first. You, you realize oh, right. that America hey, is hey, going to be changed forever. Will you forever. tell us everything that you have? Hey, Nancy, <laughs> will you tell us everything? They can't pass it without Laura. You Senator, know that's not going to happen. Senator, I know so you're doing this. What we have is a hundred billion, yeah. hundred and ten billion dollars for roads and bridges. Senator, sixty-five billion dollars. You could have gotten that. You could have gotten that without giving away the store. But I know you're talking loudly oh, Laura, tonight because you're trying on. to be you, really, you, you've been really persuasive. But, but because it's just we not this, they're less likely to get their three point five trillion. Okay, so that's when they the pass the, thing. when you pass the three point when they pass the three point five trillion, you're going to come back on the show and say you were wrong. Oh, so so in some yes responsible, no. even though we've made okay, it less, no. I'll come back on the show. But even though we've made right. it less possible, if it still happens, somehow this is the blame. Folks, this is all a scam. The whole thing is a scam. Everything they're doing is a scam. It's not paid for. That's nonsense. It's paid for by you. It's a bigger uh, porculus bill than the Obama stimulus bill was. Third, most of these are projects that won't affect you or your life at all that you're being forced to pay for. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a way to pull a lot of stuff out of their big reconciliation tax hike bill to make sure it doesn't impact the reconciliation process. This is a scam. How are they doing this scam? Go to this Wall Street Journal piece. They break it down. You want to see how they do it? Cassidy, of course, doesn't know or doesn't care about any of this. Here it is, Wall Street Journal. The infrastructure pay-fors... That aren't. The bipartisan deal is full of phantom revenue gimmicks. Cassidy knows this. He's just lying to you. 
Here are the gimmicks. How this, they're telling you, oh, no, 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 don't worry. This infrastructure bill, it's all paid for with savings elsewhere. It is, it is really. Here you go. Here's three of the scams. There's a lot more in this journal piece. It's in my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you want to check it out. It says, first, start with using 10 years of savings from various programs. Okay, it is 10 years of savings from programs to offset five years of spending. That sounds like a scam. This includes extending by a decade a guarantee fee that government-sponsored uh, enterprises Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac charge on mortgages they back. Scam. Ten years of savings, five years of spending. Sounds like a scam. Here's scam number two. This is the Medicare scam they use. There's also magical Medicare accounting. The bill would extend Medicare provider payment cuts by a year through 2031, just inside the 10-year budget window. Senators are counting this as a $9 billion savings. But Congress is almost certain to override this provision once hospitals squawk, as they surely will. Here's the scam. Every single budget cycle, Democrats say, we're going to cut back Medicare payments to hospitals. Hospitals say, no, you're not. And they never, ever do. It's a scam. Here's the last scam. This one's incredible. They're counting savings from unemployment benefits that added to the deficit that they're saying, suggesting somehow are savings if we don't spend them. What? The bill also claims $53 billion from lower spending on unemployment benefits. Unemployment's fallen faster than the CBO projected in March, and 26 mostly Republican states are cutting the $300 federal unemployment bonus early. The savings, if they happen, will come from money that it would never have been spent thanks to better policies by conservative states. So this is hilarious. Conservative states decide not to pay people not to work with your tax dollars so they can go to work and produce stuff. And amazingly, the Democrats claim that's a savings we should use to spend on projects in states, getting people to work and produce stuff and say that won't affect you at all. And Cassidy defends this. What an embarrassment to humankind. What an idiot. These are the types of guys we have. I'm sorry, folks. I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of them. It's time to call them out. They deserve to be called on the carpet. This is a joke. All right, let me get to my last sponsor, uh, Magic Spoon. And then uh, another example of the the smells exhortation is back. You'll get nothing, nothing, and you'll like it. The smells, Judge Smells, hat tip, Michael Anton. Hey, we're all trying to eat better, right? Stay healthy. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors you'll love, but without all the bad stuff. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. Magic Spoon is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with their delicious flavors. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And I have great news here. Magic Spoon's bringing back two popular flavors, cookies and cream. That's actually my daughter's favorite. She ate about two bowls of this the other day, a maple waffle. They're bringing them back permanently. When they were first introduced for a limited time, the flavors sold out like that. They're that good. Make sure to get them again or try them for the first time. They're absolutely delicious. Again, Isabel's a huge fan. I like the cocoa. Cocoa's really nice, especially after a workout sometimes. It feels really good. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab your delicious cereal. Try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason? They'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate it. Good stuff. 
So here's yet another example of the Smales exhortation from Michael Anton's piece. What's the Smales exhortation? Remember Judge Smales, Caddyshack? You'll get nothing, nothing, and you'll like it. That's the Democrats' attitude towards you. You'll put your masks on and you'll shut your pie hole. We'll shut down your economy and you'll love it. Here's another one on immigration. Um, not only have the Democrats and the Biden administration decided to be a great idea to open the southern border, which is turning into a total humanitarian catastrophe right now, but now you're going to pay for it, too. Uh, this, I got two stories from Anna Giratelli from the uh, Washington Examiner today. Biden looks to have the federal government provide lawyers for migrants at the border. You'll get nothing. And you'll like it. You will get nothing out of the immigration debate at all. Not only that, you will pay for the lawyers for illegal immigrants coming into the country. This is seriously being considered. Here, you want to see Smell's exhortation number two? You'll get nothing and you'll like it. Mexico bars the United States from returning many migrant families, threatening to make the border crisis even worse. So Mexico sends people here illegally. We try to send them back to Mexico, Mexican citizens, and people who've transited through Mexico may not be citizens, although they've let transit across their territory. And Mexico's like, no, no, you'll keep them. They can stay there. Remember the shirt? Everybody remember the shirt I saw in Six Flags Great Adventure when I was younger? It's kind of a version of the Smells exhortation. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Remember that one? The beatings will continue until morale improves. This is the Biden administration's attitude towards you. Again, 2022 cannot come fast enough. And no rhinos. No rhinos in 2022. None. It gets even worse. Smells exhortation number three. The Biden administration, you know, they're supposed to be deporting people who are here illegally. The Biden administration apparently is inventing reasons now to prevent people from being deported. You're like, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Here, just the news article by John Solomon in my newsletter today. Feds are inventing absurd excuses like obesity to release illegals, a whistleblower tells Congress. Go to the first screenshot here, folks. This is, I'm not going to say it's hard to believe because it's easy to believe because of Judge Smales. Biden's Judge Smales. He is. You'll get nothing and you'll like it. The whistleblower explained numerous aliens with standing prior orders of removal are being released from CBP custody in direct violation of federal law. Why? Why are they dumping these orders of removal? Go to the second screenshot from this. Well, about 25% of illegal aliens in ICE custody for detention, most have been released for absurd reasons, including high body mass index, the lawyers alleged. The whistleblower said that this is hard to believe. I'm really sorry. I don't mean the whistleblower said the illegal aliens are literally eating themselves to obesity to get a high body mass index. To be released. This is the Biden administration. Giving people, giving people a couple of extra burgers in the place so they can get a high BMI so they can be released. This, this, is, this is what passes for sanity these days. I'm like, what's that sound? That's me on the chair with my sneakers. You hear that? That's me. I'm always fidgeting. It's raining outside too. So the lesson is, if you're going to cross the border, make sure to pick up a few burgers and fries along the way. Maybe you'll get a high BMI and you won't be deported for obesity reasons. All right, moving on. This is important. Listen, the global war on free speech, ladies and gentlemen, is getting ugly. It's getting really ugly. 
Here's what's going to happen next. I told you these mainstream media outlets are the biggest warriors against free speech, which is ironic because they have specifically delineated protections in the Constitution, the freedom of the press. It's literally written in the Constitution. You would think a press protected by God-given rights in you know, delineated in our Constitution would be the most cautious ones in the battle for free speech. Instead, they've joined the battle against free speech. Here's the latest evidence right here from Reuters. Twitter, the, one of the biggest free speech censors on the planet, partners with the Associated Press and Reuters to battle misinformation on its site. Folks, this, forget the misinformation. This has nothing to do with misinformation. This is a war on political speech that the press doesn't like and their liberal uh, benefactors don't like. That's what this is. They banned Sky News. Sky News is a relatively conservative news outlet in Australia. YouTube, another warrior against free speech, along with Twitter and Facebook. They hate free speech. Again, it's incredible that the press has joined. The, and no one in the press is speaking out. Now that another press entity, you would think the press would be screaming about this, has been banned by YouTube Sky News. Here's Sky News reporter Chris Kenny speaking out against this. As I mentioned, YouTube has banned content from Sky News Australia from this channel for a week. Astonishing, isn't it? Banned. Sky News banned. This is cancel culture writ large, isn't it? This is censorship. This is a gigantic global corporation. YouTube is owned by Google, one of the largest digital giants worth well over $1 trillion. So this is a foreign-owned multinational giant censoring the news and views that Australians can see. Quite extraordinary. A US company banning Australian media talking to Australians and the rest of the world. Now, YouTube and Google are as woke as you can get. They're based in Silicon Valley. They're caught up in the pro-Democrat, anti-conservative, woke identity politics of the US uh, and globally. Fair enough. They're entitled to any views they want to espouse, but they're not entitled to close down other views. Uh, this is hard to process. Australia, which is turned into a prison colony almost overnight. You have large areas of NSW, Sydney, lockdown. You have tyrants running the country right now who have told people due to coronavirus, don't leave the house, don't talk to your kids. I'm not joking. This is not a joke. Don't talk to your neighbors. You have military uh, in the streets. You have law enforcement and in, law enforcement in Australia, law enforcement in Germany attacking people for protesting. You would think the media would be all over these grotesque violations of people's civil liberties, but they're not. They're all in on it. The media, in conjunction with big tech, are a destructive symbiote, an organ, a parasitic organism, symbiotic joint symbiote, parasite, parasite sucking the blood of humankind away. You would think the press would be screaming about this right now, the violations of civil liberties in Australia. But no, they're not. They're working with their big tech allies, just like AP and Reuters and Twitter and YouTube, to ban Sky News, which has been calling these people out in Australia for their civil liberties violations and their tyranny. The press is all in on it. The press is all in on suppression and totalitarianism. Don't let them, don't let them tell you otherwise. Hey, can we skip ahead to the Obama story? One last story I want to squeeze. I don't want to let this go today without getting this in. So uh, on a lighter note, you know, it is Tuesday. It's early in the week. I don't want to overwhelm you with bad information. 
So Barack Obama is having a big birthday bash, as you may have heard. 500 people in his $12 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard. I thought the mansion was going to sink, global warming and all. I thought the whole island was going to be taken over. It's going to float out or something. To a, We're going to do that. Uh, that congressman, who the, Hank Johnson, the Guam was going to sink. Hank Johnson thinks Martha's Vineyard is going to sink if it's going to tip over. <laughs> you haven't seen that. you got to watch that sometime. Jim, can you pull that for the radio show? Hank Johnson, Guam's going to sink. So Obama who is apparently puzzled, hasn't listened to AOC and doesn't know his Martha's Vineyard mansion is going to sink, uh, or AOC Hank Johnson style. Um, they got a bunch of servants out there, apparently, to serve them at this uh, bash, this birthday bash he's having, even in light of COVID. Now, it puts me in a bad spot, as I said during the radio show yesterday, because I want people, even liberals, to go out and live their lives. I'm not a hypocrite. I don't want to say, hey, Obama, don't do this party because of COVID, because then it feeds into the COVID hysteria. But what we should be exposing is the hypocrisy. And I will call this fake fraud Obama out because Obama's all in on Joe Biden causing hysteria for everyone else who can't see, go to a funeral, can't get married, but Obama can have a bash. And it just reminds me of these wealthy liberals. Liberals, let me be carefully, I'm talking about liberals. My conservative friends some of whom have money, are really good people. Many of them work their butts off. But wealthy liberals are the worst. Last night I was in a restaurant, right? It was Paula's birthday. I'm coming, how can I say which one? But I'm coming out, and this guy, clearly, clearly, it, it, I mean, has all the signs of the wealthy lib. You know, the nose in the air, the specific car. I mean, every single sign of the wealthy lib. If there was a... A 10-step guide, dude. Here's how to identify the wealthy lib. Believe me, he had nine and a half of them. Gets out of the car. It's a valet at this place, right? You know, it was a nice place. Took Paul out to dinner. Took my daughter out. Guy just gets out the most obnoxious a-hole you have ever seen in your life. Does the whole, like, yeah, keys in the cup holder, like double barrel middle finger. I'm like, oh. I said to my daughter, I turned around, there's a teaching moment everywhere. I turned around to my young, Isabel wasn't with us. Isabel had something that she had to do. I said to my nine-year-old daughter, I'm not kidding. I said, Amelia, don't ever, ever treat people like that. I said, you see what that guy just did? I said, he didn't look the kid in the eye. I treated this valet kid like he was dirt, like he was total garbage. Kid's busting his ass. It's 95 freaking degrees down here in Florida. He's running around getting cars. Kid's soaked in sweat. He just give it, it just, it just stunk of elitism. I, I'm serious. I wanted to grab this guy and suplex his dumb ass and send him back there and say, hand the guy the key like a civilized human being, take your ticket and say, thank you. It's not hard. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Here's the lesson. Don't be a Richard. If you know what I mean, I told my daughter, don't ever, ever treat people like that. Look them in the eye and you say, thank you. This kid's working hard. That's the Obamas. That's probably how they'll treat their servants at their birthday party, too. There you go. Elitist snobs. They live like we don't. All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. I will see you all tomorrow. Thanks a lot. You just heard Dan Bongino.